welcome to the Travel Agent Interview. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and today I am privileged to have Marshall O'Hearn on the phone with me. Marshall, welcome. Hey, Megan. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. I am really excited to talk about your specialty because it's a place that I really want to go to and I send a lot of clients there. But to tie in with that, let's talk about a gadget you send your clients with or recommend they take. Go ahead, Marshall. Sure. All right. So um, anybody who's been down to uh, South America or um, actually really almost any place where it's um, warm or, or subtropical, um, insects, bugs, they're an issue. So uh, we have we have small children, and uh, there's a couple of issues with trying to bring down bug spray. So one of which, of course, is uh, liquids. Bringing those through, if you happen to have them on your carry-on, uh, they will get thrown out right then and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting them in your luggage can be an issue because then, if it ever breaks open, now you have um, you know a bug repellent smell all over your clothes and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing my wife and I found were these uh, citronella repellent bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find them uh, right on Amazon, packs of six or ten, I believe, and uh, they just snap right around your wrist. Uh, you don't want to bring any liquids. It's easy for the kids. You don't have to, you know, have them uh, close their eyes while they uh, while you kind of spin around them, um, worrying about getting them in their mouth or eyes or anything. So uh, very easy to use, very easy to pack, and um, we found them to be pretty effective. So our clients have really liked those as well. Yeah. That's a good tip because I have kids and the thought of holding my baby still while wrestling him and spraying and rubbing and yeah, no good. So that's a good, no good. that's a good tip. Yeah. All right, Marshall. Well, thanks for that little insight and that little gadget. It's going to be helpful. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the travel industry? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so my wife and I have traveled pretty extensively over the years. Uh, we've traveled both as a couple groups and now with our uh, with our two children our children are now three and five so still pretty small mm-hmm. um, we absolutely love to travel we have a passion for it um, so what kind of led us into this was we we've had a couple of friends uh, who had really pretty bad experiences traveling uh, which would have been completely avoidable had they used a travel professional sure so, uh, you know, additionally, over the years, our friends and family started to come to us asking for questions before they traveled, where should they go, where should they stay, uh, et cetera. And so we had some family members actually tell us, hey, you guys should be travel agents. You guys do this really well. And we, uh, you know, we decided, hey, you know what, we think they're right, and uh, let's do this. And so that kind of the, the rest is history from there. Will you tell us about the particular area of travel that you specialize in? I know that you send people all over the world, but you have lived and like to send people to a particular area. Tell us a little bit about that and why you like sending people there. Sure, sure. So, uh, so my, um, my wife and I, we, we love, uh, Caribbean travel. Um, you know, we, we did it ourselves plenty of times, um, as a couple and now with our family. Um, we even did our honeymoon down there. Uh, however, we have a very strong knowledge and passion for, uh, for Costa Rica, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I studied abroad there for a semester. Uh, you know, through that experience, I really got to know the people, the culture, uh, the language, fortunately. And then, and, uh, most importantly, the, the ecotourism. That's a term you're going to hear all over the place in Costa Rica. Uh, I actually, I love the, the term. Um, so, you know, as, as a, as a, group of um poor college students yep uh we we would basically pick a spot 
on the map. <laughs> and this is back before we had uh, smartphones or GPS or anything. So we would just pick a, a smart, uh, you know, a place on the map. We would uh, call up the, you know, to, to hostels. Um, of course, they only spoke Spanish, so we got to really use our Spanish there. And we would um, just basically plan our trip um, over a napkin. We would, you know, hop on the bus, uh, get out there, and then experience um, experience wherever the location was for the weekend. And through that, you know, we were able to see a good portion of the country. Now, I mean, the, the great thing about Costa Rica is that it has, um, I think, something for everybody because somebody, you know, a college student like me, it, it was it was absolutely amazing because of what you could do for, for so little money. Uh, the people are extremely friendly down there. Uh, the food is very inexpensive and it's very good. It's a very safe uh, country. Um, you know, I was down, I've been down there for um, more than three months and I never once felt uh, insecure in any way. So um, it's, it's just a place that, you know, I, we kind of hold dear to our hearts. So Marshall, besides poor college student travel, which is very doable there, there's also some really nice places to stay and even a few all-inclusives. And, um, you know, you're going to have to stay out different trips for different types of travelers because of how the regions are laid out and what someone might want to see. So could you give us an idea of what family travel might look like and um, and what length of time is appropriate if you want to see, you know, the three different regions of the country? Yeah, sure. So uh, so since I, I studied there, I've actually been back um, a couple of times. Uh, my wife and I stayed for um, about a week and a half down there. Uh, this is before we had kids. So mm-hmm. we were a couple. Uh, she booked a resort so we did the resort it was about half of it. And then the other half, um, I basically took her around, um, over to San Jose, the capital. And then we stayed uh, on the West coast, uh, which was, which was wonderful. So, um, Guanacosta, you know, am I saying it correctly? Uh, Guanacosta. Yeah. Guanacosta. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. And so we, um, we were able to see quite a bit in just, Three or four days of traveling on our own. Uh, the you know the, uh, the the roads there are not that great. You have to plan for a significant amount of travel time, mm-hmm. uh, but you can easily plan that around if you want to uh, stay the night someplace. You get up um, in the morning. You 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 if you you know if you have a rental car, you could do that. Or obviously, if you're taking public transportation, uh, that's fine too. Just plan ahead. You can travel during the morning, get to where you're going, spend the afternoon and the night, and then the next day. Uh, depends on how you want to do it. Uh, as far as, you know, resorts, they, we actually, uh, we went to our cousin had a destination wedding, uh, there a, a couple of years ago in an mm-hmm. um, absolutely beautiful, beautiful all-inclusive resort. Uh, this was in an area where there was really nothing else around it. Um, literally the resort had to pay to have miles of road paved. And so, um, this was a place where if, if you're somebody who really hasn't traveled much, but wants to see some of the country, uh, this, you know, that would be a, a really good spot. I would want to send somebody to, because you don't need to leave the resort. Um, even just outside the resort, there's wonderful trails. Um, my kids absolutely loved, uh, the fact that we, we just went on a short walk and we were able to see, um, two different species of monkeys, uh, just right there. It was, was amazing. They loved it. So, um, uh, you know, otherwise, uh, Arenalva Volcano is, is something I would recommend everybody to see, um, on any trip to, to Costa Rica. Uh, it's an absolutely gorgeous, uh, 
uh, sight, especially at night, just seeing, uh, just, you know, the orange lava spewing out. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's a little bit closer to the rainforest side. Uh, and what so, about when you go onto the East Coast? The, there's a, there's a whole Afro influence Southeast, correct? Yeah, that's a, it's a very different culture over there. Very different. Uh, the West side is a little bit more relaxed, whereas the East, the Caribbean side, uh, it has that influence, like you just said, that's a little bit more, I'll say, kind of upbeat, more, a little more party atmosphere. So it kind of depends on, on what you are looking for, what type of person you are. Uh, but again, the great thing is I think the country has something for everybody. Uh, it's just a matter of what you want to do. And then again, planning ahead because, uh, you know, you could, uh, one week, if you're trying to travel, I think that would be very tight. Yeah. Um, something close to a week and a half, two weeks would be ideal, I think. Let's talk about the water for a second. People want to go to Costa Rica and have this Caribbean experience where the water is crystal clear and they can see their toes and it's beautiful turquoise. Is that your experience in this country? So um, most people, the, yeah, exactly what you described is what they would think. So I'll, I'll, the West Coast especially, that's where you're going to find the very black uh, beaches. Mm-hmm. That's from, obviously, from uh, uh, volcanoes. That's where the sand actually comes from. So that, that sand is not at all like the Caribbean white sand that you would find in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Um, the water itself, again, is not that turquoise blue. Um, it's, so if you're expecting that, um, you're, you're, that's the wrong place to send you. However... Uh, the West Coast has some of the best surfing in the world if you're into that. Uh, there's plenty of places still to do diving if you're into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually on both sides. Um, so it's, it's a very, uh, unique kind of, uh, coastline, but again, it's, it's not the, the, the typical, uh, Caribbean coastline that you would picture in your head. Now, speaking of diving, you are, you are a certified diver and you have done diving in Costa Rica, correct? So I am a certified diver. Uh, I actually got my certification at an all-inclusive resort, um, which was amazing. So I'm from Massachusetts. Uh, to get your certification up here, uh, first of all, I'm not that close to the water, so I'd have to, to you know, to travel over to the coast. Mm-hmm. You have to pay um, a, really a, a, a good amount of money. Uh, to do this. Yep. And it obviously takes a lot of time because you're having to do the travel back and forth. Um, at the all-inclusive resort, I did it at the dive shop is right, right on property. Um, it was uh, at least half the price, if not um, even more than that, than, than doing it locally here. And I didn't need any special equipment. You didn't need a, any kind of a dry suit or a wetsuit. It was literally just, uh, you know, put a shirt on, bathing suit, you're, you're good to go. Um, and then you're diving in this, this wonderful, uh, warm water. Um, I'm, I'm huge into, uh, saltwater fish and corals. I have a nice big 125 gallon saltwater tank, uh, in my house mm. that my, uh, my, my family loves. How so it's, an, it's a, it, it's a passion of mine. And, um, so yeah, my, my goal is to go diving, uh, at every, every place that I can. Um, and so yeah, Costa Rica included. There's, like I said, there's just, there's wonderful dive locations. Uh, so, if you're into that, that's that's definitely a great place for it. Okay, great. So you can be a resource for people for Costa Rica and for diving and for getting certified at a resort, which I also think is a great option because I have sold those packages to my clients 
a million times because Mm -hmm. it's so expensive. And also you have to fit it into your life with your kids and all this sort of thing. But on resort, I mean, it's, it's leisure time. And so you have the time to do it and, um, and it's fun and it's, you know, the best diving in the world. So there you go. Well, um, let's see, let's talk about, um, some other advantages to Costa Rica and also maybe some disadvantages. Let's talk about the wildlife. And specifically, I mean, even if you're at the nicest resort in Costa Rica, you open your shower and what might you find? <laughs> All right. So, uh, the, the resort that my family stayed at, I would tell you actually, that was a brand new one. Uh, uh there was, there was no issues with wildlife there. Mm-hmm. However, we've stayed at, um, or I stayed at several hostels, like I was saying, and, and that one, uh, you got to know cockroaches pretty, uh, pretty well. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's, it's something to be expected in, uh, in a tropical climate like that. So if you are somebody who's freaked out by, uh, like cockroaches, spiders, uh, rather large insects, then <clears throat> that may or may not be the best place for, for you. Uh, like I said, you, you might be better off going to an all-inclusive resort because they do, um, I think, a very good job of uh, controlling that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's plenty of wildlife, um, like I said, obviously including insects, but, um, otherwise, I mean, you know, one really cool thing is the, uh, the West Coast, especially the rainforest will literally like go right to, uh, the beach on the coastline in some areas. So you can be sitting on the beach while monkeys are swinging over your head and there's these huge iguanas right behind you. Um, it's, it's just, it, it's amazing the uh, the diversity of life there, and that's not even really inside the rainforest. I'm talking; that's just on the coast. So uh, you can only imagine what you see when you're actually in the rainforest. So let's talk about the language of Costa Rica. Is it dominantly English, dominantly Spanish? What do people need to know before they go? All right. So it is uh, the country, by and large, is definitely predominantly uh, Spanish speaking. Uh, it's it's kind of similar to almost any country that is, speaks another language where if you go into the cities, uh, almost everybody will be bilingual to some extent. Uh, so you'll be able to get by, uh, like the, the capital of San Jose, you can you, like, you, you probably can get away with not knowing any Spanish at all besides very basic words. Mm-hmm. Once you start getting outside of that, that's where it gets tricky. Yeah. So... Again, tourist areas, yes, you're going to find plenty that speak English, but if you're going to smaller towns, if you're looking for directions, if, uh, you know, if you're in a small town and you, you go to order uh, food at a restaurant, uh, that is where you're going to have trouble if you don't know Spanish. So, uh, for that, I would definitely say, um, if, you know, do what you can ahead of time to learn the basic words, um, you can bring, um, you know, obviously you have a smartphone with you. There are plenty of apps you can use that'll uh, translate from, uh, obviously, from Spanish to English or English to Spanish. Uh, you, there's apps even where you can hold your smartphone over your, uh, like a menu, and it'll translate it to English for you so you can see what you're trying to order. So there's there's lots of options there. But, again, just know that the the more you get out of the the bigger uh, the bigger cities or tourist areas, the less likely you're going to find that people excuse me people uh, speak any English. So, uh, just something to be aware of ahead of time. Yep, and I think that more and more Americans are speaking Spanish, so this is a good option for people who both want to practice and be mm-hmm. in a country that they consider is safe. So, Marshall, I we've already kind of talked about some 
wonderful memories you've had of Costa Rica. So let's talk about a favorite meal or most memorable meal of yours. It may not be in Costa Rica, but let us know. All right. So yeah, the most memorable meal that I've had is while my wife and I were on a tour of France. Okay. So we were, we were at, um, this restaurant that was several hundred years old, uh, just having this amazing dinner. And remember most because it's where my wife actually ordered uh, frog's legs for an appetizer. Oh. Uh, now, this is very, she's not that um, open to trying new foods at all times. So this was, I was actually very surprised that she did it. Yep. Uh, but it turns out they actually do taste like chicken. So <laughs> um, uh, I ordered the escargot. She had that. Uh, she did not try my my snails, but um, <laughs> anyways, it was just an, an amazing, uh, amazing dinner that we'll, we'll always remember. Oh, um, man. So one, uh, if I can tell a quick story about Please that Please tell trip. a story because I got to get off the frog legs because I do not like them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, story about that trip. So we were doing a tour of France and it was actually during that trip that we found out my wife was pregnant with our daughter. So oh. it we we were you know kind of taking a baby moon, but it turned out it definitely was a baby moon. Right. So uh, we found this out. We were supposed to go to Monaco for the day, um, and she was just not feeling well at all. And we later that day she found out why. So you know it's the case where we always remember why we weren't able to go to Monaco. And then uh, <laughs> we've already actually been able to tell our daughter that hey, you've already been to France. So right. Uh, just a little story there. Have you gotten back to Monaco? Do you have plans to? Uh, we have not yet. Um, but yes, at some point I would love to take, um, actually my, my kids now, I would love to take them over at some point. Um, you know, when they're obviously a little bit older. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, that's still on the bucket list. All right. Good. Good memories and good goals. All right, this is the last and somewhat experimental part of the segment where we get to turn the conversation back the other direction. Do you have a question, any random question, doesn't have to be about travel, to ask me? Okay. All right, well, um, since we're, we've been talking about travel, that's what's on my mind here. So how about is there any place that you've been to that just kind of completely blew away your expectations? It was just, it was way better than what you had expected uh, going into it. You know, I think that I've had that experience a a couple times Mm -hmm. and it's usually, it's not cities for me. I mean, I enjoy visiting cities, but my husband and I, and I was pregnant with my daughter and incredibly uncomfortable, but we were living in a place in the United States where we were just like, we have to get to the Grand Canyon. So we went there and we were there for like 20 minutes because it was freezing. The sun was setting. And the colors in the canyon were just amazing. And it was just serene and peaceful. And it was like, I mean, for me, I had the experience like, wow, God is amazing. Mm. And um, so that was a really cool experience. And then the same thing, thinking about the places I've been, like the Grand Canyon, which is the desert. And then I've said this in a couple other podcasts that I spent some time in Kenya, which is the desert. And also in Las Vegas, which is the desert. And then to be there after a little rain and then to see the whole desert just bloom really quick. Like this is our chance. We have to bloom now because we might not get water again. And then to be in Turks and Caicos, 
just laying on this quiet beach with a thunderstorm that's not going to get to you, but you can see it in the distance on the horizon, the sun is setting and the lightning is just coming down and it's just very quiet and the water's clear and blue. I mean, I just, yeah, nature for me, um, being able to see kind of unspoiled nature or like hiking a long way to get to someplace where if you didn't take the effort to be there, like you wouldn't get to see it someplace where, you know, not everybody gets to see it. You get to see it because you made the effort to be there. That's kind of, I mean, I know I'm describing like the whole world right now, but <laughs> places that tend to be a little more still and in nature. So very cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. All right. Well, Marsha, we will put all of your contact information up in the show notes. And, uh, it's this time where you can throw anything else in that we might have forgotten to talk about. Yeah, sure. So, uh, just another kind of, uh, quick story. So, uh, very recently, uh, someone I knew just, uh, I, I knew, I knew that they traveled, they went on a cruise. Uh, so I asked him how it was and their answer was basically, uh, meh, it was okay. I'm like, really? It was just okay. So, you know, I, I, I ended up asking some more questions, kind of probing to understand why they said that. Mm-hmm. And from, um, through talking to them, it was basically that the trip was destined to just be okay because it was really not what they were into. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was, you know, a little humorous to me that he kind of, or they kind of knew this before they even traveled, but yet still went. So it's like, well, what are you doing here? Right. So bottom line there is they did not use a travel professional to arrange this. Um, uh, so I asked him, uh, I said, next time you're going to, to, to take a trip, you know, you know, please contact us because, uh, you know, our mission as travel professionals is to make sure that our clients come back, you know, raving about their vacations. Uh, they, you know, they can't wait to get back. They want to tell all their friends, uh, not just hoping that nobody asks you because you really didn't have that good of a time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we're, you know, we work very hard to match our clients with their ideal vacations, uh, to avoid that response I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, for us, we, we know we're doing our jobs when the, the friends and family of those that traveled now want to do that same exact trip. So yeah. that's, yeah. That's and one thing. it's an investment both in money and time. And I mean, it should be an Instagram brag worthy trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, Marshall, I think you've got the right idea for your clients. We will put your contact information on in the show notes and on your guest page. And until next time, I am your host, Megan Chapa, saying good night. 